this evening. If not, I'll keep you all night long. If you have your Bibles this evening, turn with me to the book of 2 Kings chapter 20, beginning in verse 1. 2 Kings chapter 20, beginning in verse 1. Sunday night we talked about a man who would not believe the word of God, Ahab. Tonight we're going to look at a man who would heed the word of God and listen to what the prophet had to say. Despite the news that was brought to him, he would take heed of what was happening and he would begin to set his face towards the wall and begin to pray. We're going to talk about Hezekiah tonight. How we, when we set our face to God, we shall live. When we listen to Him tonight, we shall be our God to take care of things in our lives. Amen? In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, Amos came to him and said unto him, Thus said the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Boy, that's a word most wouldn't want to hear today. But listen to what he did, Hezekiah did. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in the sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass afore Isaiah was gone out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus said the Lord God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee on the third day that shall go up unto the house of the Lord. And I will add unto thy days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee in this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. And Isaiah said, Take a lump of figs. And they took a lump, took it and laid it on the bull, and he recovered. I want to go back into verse 2 right there. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord. See, we, there's more to this story than we get right here. You can look in the Second Chronicles for more of this story. And the book of Isaiah records more of this story. And we're going to go there a little bit tonight. Now, Heavenly Father, we come before you, dear God, tonight. And we just exalt you, dear God. Lord, and we praise you, dear God, for everything you've done, O oh God. Lord, tonight I ask for your anointing in here on this service, O oh Lord, tonight. Um, I ask for you to move, dear God, in here, Lord. Uh, Lord, anoint my lips to speak your word, O oh God, uh, and anoint the congregation, the ear to hear this word, uh, and open their hearts to hear this old word, O oh God, tonight. Um, Lord, put the words you would have me to speak, O oh God. Um, Lord, we give you glory. 
glory, God, we give you praise and we give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. We see in the opening scripture here that Hezekiah was sick. But we also see the prophet of God coming unto Hezekiah. And the prophet of God was going to deliver him some words that would not be sweet to his ears. The prophet of God was coming from a word from heaven to the to King Hezekiah. And those words were this. He said, set your house in order. You shall not live, but ye shall die. Right there. These were not very comforting words, but these were the words of Jehovah God. What was the cause of Hezekiah's sickness? What caused Hezekiah to fall into a sickness right here? Most scholars, I was looking this up, we can go back go into the book of 2 Chronicles 32 and verse 26. Listen to Hezekiah right here. Notwithstanding, Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart, both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of the Lord came not upon them in the days of Hezekiah, speaking of the Assyrian invasion. So what most scholars believe right here, looking this in, that there came a point in Hezekiah's life that he got so lifted up with pride due to his blessings and the people of Judah and Jerusalem had also got lifted up with pride. They had gone into sin. That invasion was threatened upon the land. And death was the judgment of God because of sin and because of that pride. I remember mind you tonight that pride cometh before a fall pride is the reason of Lucifer's rebellion pride was part of the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah pride is the reason that people don't humble themselves before God tonight and now we see a man who got himself lifted up a man who began with a great reign with a great spiritual reform and the land had now allowed his blessings and his things to go to his head. But now all of it, he was now facing sickness. And Isaiah the prophet told him the word of God unto Hezekiah was this. Get your house in order for ye shall not live but ye shall die. My Lord, what did Hezekiah begin to do? Hezekiah would heed the prophet's warning. He would take notice what God had to say to him. You see, I spoke Sunday night, if you wouldn't hear, on how Ahab would not hear the word of God. How Ahab would not listen to the true prophet of God, Micah. In fact, Ahab said, I hate Micah. I don't want to hear what he's got to say. In fact, we know Ahab got turned over into 
a lying spirit and he died in the battlefield but what are you saying I'm telling you what we begin to see right here Sunday night we saw a man the king Ahab who would not listen to what God had to say he was so full of himself all he wanted to heed is what he wanted to hear but now we see the total end of it we see the opposite end of it we see a man who got a warning from God we see a man who had the prophet Isaiah come unto him and tell him some bad news and let me tell you Hezekiah would heed the word of God and let me tell you what Jesus said in Matthew 13 and 16 he said but blessed are the eyes for they see and your ears that they hear let me tell you tonight when one begins to refuse to heed the word of God it will produce death but one begins to listen to what God says and follow the commandments of God can I tell you tonight that when you walk in obedience to God that it's going to produce blessings on your life when you walk in obedience to God it will produce healing in your life when you walk in the obedience of God I'm telling you it will produce the favor of God inside of your life you see the scripture tells us tonight to obey is better than to sacrifice tonight you see when I go back and I look at the stories of old and I see these accounts many of the miracles of God that came their way were based on the other obedience it was based on what they would listen to God or whether they would not listen to God my Lord tonight if how many in here need something from God tonight how many in here need something from God get your ears in tune and hear the words of God you see right here Hezekiah did what Ahab would not do Ahab would not hear the counsel of God because I begin to think about Ahab he was so full of pride he wouldn't humble himself but oh Hezekiah even though he got lifted up with pride he got heard the word of God and he would receive the words of Almighty God he would heed what the prophet of God says my Lord tonight what would happen if the church would begin to heed the word of God what would happen if the church would begin to heed said the Lord again what I'm talking about is they hacked upon it I'm talking about hearing it and receiving it and doing something about it my Lord you may not hear what you want to hear you may hear some bad news but can I tell you Hezekiah heard bad news but you'll see that he set his face to the wall and began to seek almighty God and let me just give you a nugget because he turned himself it prevented the judgment of God from coming upon him and 15 years was added unto his life let me tell you we got a problem tonight people don't want to hear the words of God they don't want to hear thus said the Lord they don't want to hear what the prophet of God's got to say people are more interested 
blessing like Ahab to hear what they want to hear tonight. But I've come by to tell you, if you want to live tonight, you must hear and heed the words of Jehovah God tonight. My Lord, what would happen if people would heed? Amen? What would happen if people would begin to just grab a hold of the Word of God instead of the rejection of the Word of God? Too many are rejecting the truth of God's Word. Too many think they're so full of pride tonight. They're so lifted up in pride they don't think the Word of God applies to them. Hello? There's so many people that so lifted up. Well, that don't apply to me. Honey, let me tell you something. The Word of God applies to everybody. Amen? The Word of God will not return void. Amen? I've known people used to I'll tell on myself. I used to bump up people and say, he's talking to you. <laughs> Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? No, I'm telling you when the word of God's there, it's for somebody, it's for everybody. But people will say it's not for me because they're so lifted up in pride. The fact is they don't want to hear the word of God. They want to be like Ahab and reject the words of Jehovah God tonight. Let me tell you tonight, think about the multitudes that are in hell tonight for they refuse to heed the words of God tonight. How many in are in hell tonight that sit on church pews and came under the conviction power of the Holy Ghost but did not respond to that conviction? How many are in hell tonight because they didn't hear? They clogged their ears and refused to hear the word of God. Oh my Lord, look at the cars that are passing by tonight. How many will hear the word of God or how many will reject? the word of God can I tell you hell is full of people who rejected his word hell is full of people that didn't want anything to do with the words of God what God had to say they didn't want to hear it they would not heed it hell's full of people God said you're out of time and they thought they had plenty of time you bet Hell's full of people that heard the preacher preach on salvation but wouldn't respond. Hell's full of people that know about the born-again experience but would not receive Christ. Hell's full of people who turned their back and walked away from him and walked out on him tonight. Amen. They put their head, their hand on the plow, and they took their hand off the plow and looked back. And Jesus said, when you do that, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. That's simply meaning they walked away from him. Oh, people don't want to hear it. But oh, but Hezekiah had enough sense to know, to pay attention to what Isaiah had to say. How many know that? Even as a sinner, before I was saved, can I tell you? I knew certain things not to do. I had enough respect and I had enough fear of God even when I wasn't saved to not do certain things. 
I'll just tell you like this. I had enough, there was enough fear of God in me before I was saved and some people that profess to be Christians have today that sit on peace. I knew that when God started moving, when the tongues and interpretation started going, you sat still and you reverence God. I knew there were certain things that I would not do in the sanctuary of God. Amen. My Lord, I knew there were certain things I was going to stay away from. Why? Because I knew God meant business even when I wasn't saved. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But too many today, there's a lack of reverence. They don't heed the word of God. Let me tell you, uh, oh, Hezekiah knew Isaiah was a man of God. He knew Isaiah was a prophet of God. He knew Isaiah carried the word of God. He knew not to play around with the words of God. How many know that tonight? He didn't take the word lightly. He didn't make mockery out of it. He didn't try to put it on someone else. What did he do? I'll tell you what Hezekiah done. He heeded the words of the prophet. In essence, he heeded the word of God. To get your house in order, because you're not going to live. My Lord. Those people would have thrown that out. How do you know that? Hezekiah knew that Isaiah was a man of God and that Isaiah carried that word. In fact, oh, Hezekiah took the word of God to heart, if you will. I'm telling you, it's a sad state um, when people don't take the Word of God to heart. It's a sad state when the church don't take the Word of God to heart. He knew the words that Isaiah said was true. He knew it ring true. Let me tell you something. Can I tell you why people get mad and upset when the gospel's preached? Because the words of God ring true to them. Why do they try to throw it off on somebody else? Because the words of God are ringing true to them. Did you hear what I'm telling you tonight? He knew it. He accepted it. He knew the prophet wasn't playing around. And he knew God wasn't playing games with him. He knew this was the word of Almighty. And he knew he had to get his house in order. He knew he had to get it in order. So what did he do? First of all, let me tell you, God's word is not to be taken lightly or it's not to be taken jokingly. That's one lesson right there. Here's a lesson. Some of you need to get this. I'm not te- you, some of you may need to write this down. Don't take God's word lightly. I'm telling you, I believe that we're in a day where God's word's not taken serious. What do you mean? You tell them that Jesus is coming. Half the church will say, I've heard that all my life. Well, you're, you're fulfilling scriptures where Peter said in the last days scufflers will come saying where's the promise of his coming? Have we not heard this ever since our fathers are sleeping? He did say that. Where is it? Where is it at? They'd laugh and they'd mock at it. People
people don't take it serious. My Lord, if people thought Jesus could come tonight, I'll tell you this house would be full. If they thought Jesus could show up at any moment, they'd be lined up before I got, got over here to unlock the doors. If they thought hell was a reality, they wouldn't be doing the things that they done. How many know that? I'm telling you in this day, people are taking the words of God for lightly. They're jokingly and mockingly. But Isaiah knew what God said he meant and meant what he said tonight. How many know that God said what he meant and meant what he said? And I've come by to tell you tonight, you may take it lightly, but I'm going to tell you tonight that God's word will stand true. Hezekiah knew it. Hezekiah knew God wasn't playing around. That if his house, he better get it in order because he was going to die. What would Hezekiah begin to do? I'll tell you what Hezekiah began to do. Verse 2 right there. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord. Notice, not only did he heed that word, and here's how you know he heeded that word, because you begin to see action in verse 2. You begin to see him take course with the word of God. He began to act upon it. He began to set his face. In fact, he set his face and began to seek the counsel of God. He turned his face from those riches, glory and glendor of his kingdom. Let me tell you right now something. Why these things wasn't important now. Because now he was faced with death. He was faced with death right there. Those riches and those glories of that kingdom didn't mean anything in the eyes of death. Those things didn't mean anything right then and there. Nothing to hear those words to get somebody to change their course. Those things wouldn't do no good if he was going to take his last breath, would they? Those kingdoms that he had would be no good to him because he was dying. And you can see now he turned his face and he began to turn to the wall. And he began to seek the counsel of God. He began to seek God, if you will. No doubt Hezekiah realized all the riches, all the kingdoms that I had, that kingdom that I have, the glory and the splendors doing me no good. They can't help me now. I'm facing death. I'm facing a crisis. I'm facing my life getting ready to be taken from me. These things are no good. They cannot help me. All that splendor. Oh, that kingdom couldn't do nothing for him. But he realized he was helpless. He was undone. And he realized he needed the help of God tonight. He needed 
the help of Almighty God. No doubt we go but we read it earlier he was lifted up in pride at a point. But now we see this king who began to humble himself and repent before God. We go back to Second Chronicles 7 and 14. It says if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. What Hezekiah began to do is what you see right there in Second Chronicles 7 and 14. He set himself out to seek the Lord. And when you begin to seek the Lord, can I tell you, you're going to find life there tonight. Amen? When you set yourself to seek the counsel of God, you're going to find the answers. When you set yourself to seek God, you're going to see life. How? Let me give you some scriptures. To the prophet Amos in chapter 5, verses 4 through 6. For thus said the Lord God unto the house of Israel, Seek ye me, and ye shall live. But seek not Bethel, nor enter into Gilgal, and pass not into Beersheba. For Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to naught. But seek the Lord, and ye shall live. He'll break, at least he break out like the fire in the house of Joseph, and devour it, and there be none to quench it in Bethel. God told Israel earlier in Amos 4 and 12, he said to prepare to meet thy God, O Israel. Israel was getting ready to face divine judgment. You see, let's go back in Amos 4 and 12. When God said this to them, prepare now, O Israel. Prepare, O Israel, to meet thy God. When God said these that Israel had experienced, they had already experienced famine. They've already experienced drought. They've already experienced blight, plagues, wars, devastating disasters as God had tried to speak. But there was a judgment of far more severe consequences that was coming because they refused to heed God. We are told in essence that in the book of Amos that the enemies of Israel, the Assyrians, would come and take their people away. Like cattle being led to the slaughter. Then in chapter 5 verse 17 they would be wailing in their vineyards because of the judgment. You see, but God told Israel to seek the Lord. You see that term seek the Lord is found 30 plus times in the scripture tonight. What does it mean to seek the Lord? Well it means changing one's thinking and abandon those vain thoughts that are directing one's life. They think that God will be okay with their disobedience but they forget that sinners will reap what you sow. How many know tonight those who reap to the flesh will sow to the flesh. Those who live in disobedience to God will find reap those disobedient actions tonight. But my Lord, if we sow to the Spirit tonight, we will reap the spiritual benefits. How many know if we seek God tonight, we're going to find His blessings. We're going to find life in Him. We're going to find His protection. We're going to find healing tonight. When we seek the face of God, you see 
he's seeking God means to change directions and start moving in the right direction. It means forsaking sin and turning to the Lord. Oh my Lord tonight can I tell you if there's ever been a time where people need to seek the counsel of God and seek ye the Lord. There is now can I tell you tonight there's something that is lacking in 2019 that God's people ain't seeking him anymore. They're not wanting the face of God. They want to continue to go in their own actions in their own way. No wonder they don't see the moving of God in their life because they ain't got where they need to be. But I've come by to tell you tonight you need to seek the counsel of God. Seek ye the Lord and you shall live. What Hezekiah done? He was gonna. He was seeking the Lord. He was seeking the Lord. In verse two, when he turned his face to the wall, all that pride had come crashing down. He was humbling himself before God. I don't care if you're a king or a prince, you need God. I don't care what your position in life is. Whether you've got the lowest position on the pole or you're the highest position in the land, you've got to have the help of God. Amen? My Lord, the counsel of God. That's what, I, that's what Hezekiah began to do. He knew the only one that could prevent that judgment was God. He knew he had to change his course a little bit and get back on the right track. I'm telling you, I don't think people seek the counsel of God, the face of God, like they need to be. I'll tell you when people begin to seek the counsel of God, the face of God, seek the Lord. It's when they get to a place maybe like Hezekiah got, where you're going to die. I guarantee you, none of these other things are being important. I'll give you an example tonight. I know there's a storm around, but I'm going to tell you tonight, you lit, there's many that could be here that probably sh ain't here tonight. But if you'll go to a ball field tonight, you'll go to a Walmart tonight, They'll be there. They'll be at a restaurant tonight. You want me to tell you? The very moment they hear those words, get your house in order, because you're not going to live, I guarantee you, they'll be knocking the doors in to get here. Am I right on that? These other things would not be so important to them anymore. My Lord, it's time we get some of these things that say so unimportant to us, and we put God back where he needs to be. We place God in His rightful place. We humble ourselves and say, I need you, God. Hezekiah realized the riches and the glory wouldn't do him no good. He was dying. It had been pronounced by the prophet. So he set his face against the wall and turned away from everything else and prayed unto God. Sometimes you're going to have to set your face against the wall. What are you saying, preacher? 
you're going to have to turn off the television. You're going to have to send some people away. You're going to have to get off the Facebook. You're going to have to, see, I'm going to tell you, we got a problem in this country. We got our faces in the cell phones instead of the book. Sometimes we need to throw the cell phones away. If you've ever been like me, sometimes I'd like to take a cell phone and just throw it for miles. That's how aggravating they are. Some go arounds. But we got our face in those things. We got our face in everything else. We need to turn away from them and face the wall and face towards heaven and let those things not worry about those things. But we need to find, we need to get a hold of God. My Lord, Houston Town, if you're going to see a move of God, I'm going to tell this church what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to turn away from some things. And you're going to have to face the wall like Hezekiah did. Some of you need miracles in your life. You're going to have to turn away from some things. And you're going to have to face the wall and begin to cry out to God. Anybody know what I'm saying? You're going to have to turn your back on some things that ain't so important anymore. And you're going to have to face the wall and say, I'm going to get a hold of God. Pour your heart out before God. Hezekiah wept before God over these youths. He meant business with God. This king meant business with God. He was told he was going to die, but he knew the one that could change the mind. He could, that mind, which the only one that could stop it. The only one that could change the course was the Lord. The riches, the glory. Those things were nothing but waste anymore. I'm not going to turn, I'm turning my back on that. And I'm going to turn my face to the wall. And I'm going to pray unto God. My Lord, what are you saying, preacher? I believe I've come by to tell you some of them you need some miracles from God. You're going to have to turn your face from everything else and face the wall like Hezekiah did. In essence, get, every, get your priorities in line and get your mind made up and says, I'm going to seek the Lord. My Lord, Hezekiah no doubt repented for the pride. We'll get there here in a minute. He humbled himself. A king humbled himself before God. That's totally different than what we saw Sunday night with Ahab. Ahab was a king, but he was so lifted up in pride and arrogance, didn't want to hear the counsel of God, and God turned him over to that lying spirit that led to his death. Right here we hear, hear the word coming to a disobedient king. You're going to die. You need to set your house in order. And old Hezekiah said, oh, I'm going to go to God. I'm going to fall on my knees before God. My Lord, I think to myself, how much things could be prevented in our life if we would just seek the counsel in the face of God. How much things wouldn't come our way? How many more miracles would we see in our lives, in our churches, if we would turn away from the trivial things and face the wall and begin to seek the God? 
Not look, what I'm talking about is you're not looking to these things. The only thing you got your mind on is getting a hold of heaven. Getting an answer from heaven. And about to know what I'm saying. But people don't want to hold out to God anymore. Hezekiah, we don't know how. It wasn't long, but I'm telling you, when he prayed, he meant business. But I'm afraid many are just like Ahab. Want to hear what they want to hear. And if it's what the true word, they reject it. Hezekiah would not. You see, what I'm telling you, my last point. That repentance will always prevent judgment. Now, I know there's some things that's going to happen to tribulation. Because God knows who's going to repent and who ain't. How many know that? But I can show you in Scripture where Nineveh was going to be destroyed. How many know the story of Jonah? Anybody know that? How many know the story of Jonah? God was going to wipe out Nineveh, wasn't he? <laughs> Jonah said, I ain't going to Nineveh. And you know what Jonah wanted to see happen? Like most of us would want to see, probably. We would just want to see God wipe it out. Am I right? Am I right? But God had a different course. God wanted to see revival come to Nineveh. God didn't want to wipe out that city. How many know that? He didn't want to see those people perish. He got a hold of Jonah. Jonah didn't want to go. We know the story. God prepared a whale, great big fish. Kept him in there. I get you thinking for a couple of days. Even though Jonah probably still didn't want to go, he went probably hesitant and preached to him. And guess what happened as Jonah preached to them people in Nineveh? The city turned and repented before God, and judgment was stayed. Now, later on, they would backslide and go back, and God would wipe out that city. But at that point, judgment came upon them. When they backslide, but when they repented, judgment was stayed. Right here, another good example. Hezekiah was going to die, but he swallowed his pride and humbled himself before God. And God said, "I'll add. I've heard your prayer. Tell, tell Hezekiah, I heard his prayer. Tell him I'm going to add him fifteen more years to his life." I've not got time to go into it. Read it about the sundial and everything. The great miracles God done. But let me tell you what I'm trying to tell you. There, whether we obey God or whether we disobey, there's a blessing or a curse that is set before us. If we obey, we can walk under His blessings. If we disobey, we can walk under His judgment, if you will. How many know those that disobey tonight? They already got the wrath of God abiding on them. Can I tell you why? When we repent, think about it. Repentance changes the course. And it did right here. It did in Nineveh. My Lord, you get what I'm saying? If people would just set their self to seek God, they can avoid many things that come their way. How many people 
or in hell tonight? How many people are going to hell tonight? Because they refuse to heed to the Holy Ghost when he was drawing them. When the conviction power was there and they wouldn't get up. I've known stories people said in church pews, be under conviction, knuckles turn white. Oh, Amos is sleepy. He's telling me something. He's telling me it's time to shut up. <laughs> but I've known him to, yeah, Marcy, she's paying me back. She was a little late and I was out there doing this, telling her she's a look, she's not on time. <laughs> now she's telling me it's time to quit. We get, you can get ready to come, seriously. But I've known them the knuckles to come on pews and say, well, go back tonight, but go out and get killed in a car accident and never have that night. How many could have been prevented? They would have just sought God. Amen. I'm telling you this evening, Hezekiah received 15 years to his life because he sought the counsel of God. What happened was they took a lump of figs right here and they laid it upon the bull. No matter something with this bull was probably affecting his health. It's killing him, if you will. It was doing something. We don't know exactly what the deal was, but they laid this thing of figs on it. And the Bible says he recovered. I don't know why God used. Figs, a lump of figs. But God used them to bring forth recovery unto Hezekiah. Hezekiah was heading to the grave. But when he set himself to seek God, he got 15 years added to his life. See, one thing we don't we got to realize, however God chooses to move in our lives, whether it's with a lump of figs or whatever, we just better be thankful. God moves in our lives. Amen. Think about it if you can't stand tonight. Hezekiah would receive 15 years added to his life. But if Ahab, on the other hand, who tried to outwit God, died. And I asked you tonight, are you heeding what God's saying? Are you listening to what God's saying in your life? Are you living in obedience to God tonight? That's the first thing I ask you. Hear what the Lord says. What's God's word speaking to you? What's God saying to you? Maybe you need a healing tonight. Will you hear what God's saying? Maybe you think everything's gone too far. Will you listen to what God's saying? Because when we become obedient to God, we can have life. We can see the healing. We can see the miracles and the blessings that take forth. But if we avoid that word, then I'm afraid judgment will hit. I ask you tonight, where are you at? I ask you to not go ahead and play. Where are you at? Where are you at? Will you be like Hezekiah? Or will you be like Ahab? Two kings, 
Two separate courses of action. One listen and one didn't. Will you heed what God's saying? Will you listen? Will you set your face to the wall and say, I'm going to hear what God's trying to tell me to do. I'm going to hear the words of the counsel of God tonight. I'm going to set my face to seek his face. I'm going to set my face to the wall to seek the counsel of God. It's up to you tonight. Oh, in the name of Jesus.